Our next guest is here to share a conversion story that was experienced while serving in the U.S. military in Afghanistan. Prior to his conversion to Catholicism, Joshua Kenneth High grew up mostly in Iowa, where he graduated from high school. Following graduation, he enlisted into the Army and served for four years in the military with the 101st Airborne Division. While in the service, he experienced a profound change of heart while attending Mass following his tour in Afghanistan and was led toward the Catholic faith. He is here to share his story. Joshua, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, ma'am? Good. I love conversion stories. Um, and thank you for your service to the United States. I greatly appreciate that. Personally appreciate your service to our country uh, and serving our military. So, you know, share with us your story. What led you to the Catholic faith? Tell us a little bit about how you grew up and and um, and what led you to to the Catholicism. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up like you like you said, mostly in Iowa with my mom and my little sister. You know, my 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 father was in the Coast Guard. So, um, and my my parents split when I was very young. So, my sister and I we mainly grew up in Iowa. And um, you know, I my father was in the Coast Guard. My my grandfather was in the Marine Corps. Um, and just being around my grandfather, you know, he really instilled in me, you know, those those traditional values, you know, love of love of God, love of family, love of country. So, I, you know, I I really grew up being influenced by my grandfather in that way. And so I enlisted uh, quite young. Um, initially, I enlisted into what's called the delayed entry program at 17. So you enlist, and then you finish out high school, and then you go to basic. Mm-hmm. So I went to basic training, you know, um, at 18, and then uh, trained with my unit uh, there in basic training, and then went to Fort Campbell and was there for a time, and then eventually I got orders to go to Afghanistan. So mm-hmm. before... Um, I went to Afghanistan. I wanted to go back to Iowa, you know, to, to see my grandfather and spend some time with them before I left. And uh, my grandfather uh, at the time was visiting my family in southern Iowa, and uh, my cousin was there with them visiting. So my, my cousin uh, is Catholic. Uh, uh, actually, my, <laughs> my, cousin, uh, my cousin married a Catholic, and okay. uh, his name was uh, Edward Trevino. And so I met him there, and we got to talking one night, and he said, uh, before you go, you, you need protection. You know, and I was, uh, I didn't really understand what he, what he meant by that. I, you know, I, I, I remember telling him, well, I, I wear a vest, Trey. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 you, you need protection. Yeah. And so he, he pulls out of the collar of his shirt the St. Michael medallion and shows mm-hmm. it to me. Mm-hmm. And so he says, you know, this is the kind of protection you need. I'm going to get you a St. Michael medallion before you deploy. And so I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of skeptical. I didn't think it would actually come, but it did. It, you know, it came shortly before I deployed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was in the infantry, so I deployed to Afghanistan. Um, and I, I, I truly believe it was St. Michael's intercession that, that kept not only myself safe, but, but also my brother safe while I was mm-hmm. overseas. Um, just, you know, being in a combat unit and seeing all that we did and experiencing all that we did together, you know, I... I there's not a, a doubt in my mind that it was, you know, uh, St. Michael who was interceding for us always. And um, so I, I came back from Afghanistan and I had a, I had a hard time adjusting to, to life, you know, after, after experiencing so much sure. overseas, you know, I came back just, just full of questions, you know, those, um, you know, those time old questions, you know, what, what is this, what is the meaning of the life? You know, what was, yeah. what was all of this for? You know, those kind of like deep questions that, yeah. that you know, we, we ask ourselves at time. Sure. So it was, uh, it was a hard struggle. You know, I, I, I had, um, I had, you know, uh, I had some PTSD and then, uh, 
so eventually, you know, um, I ended up, I ended up uh, getting help through the military chaplaincy. You know, um, I was very blessed in that I had an amazing team leader in the military who noticed that I was struggling, and uh, he he referred me to the chaplain. And I remember talking with him, and he got me, you know, all these incredible mental health resources that the army had at its disposal to help me, you know, to to, to begin to heal from everything that had happened over there. And so, you know, coming off that healing, you know, that was that was going on, you know, really kind of going back and addressing some of these experiences and everything that had happened. And I remember that, um, you know, before before I went to the hospital, before I went to mental health, uh, my chaplain had given me a Bible. And he said, I want you to read the Psalms. <laughs> so, you know, I was reading the Psalms the whole time when I was in the, in the hospital, you know, it was, you know, the Psalms are just so rich. And, yeah, you know, they are beautiful. And mm-hmm. you, you, so beautiful. So, you know, I'm reading about God and, you know, God being, you know, this, and some of them are like crying out to God, which is very much, you know, what I was doing in that moment in the hospital, you know. And so after I left the hospital, you know, I, I wanted to, to thank God. You know, I wanted to thank God for, for keeping me safe, for bringing me, bringing me back to the States after Afghanistan. You know, I, I really wanted to thank God and I wanted to thank him in his home. But I didn't know where that was. You know, I didn't, <laughs> we weren't really much church goers growing yeah. up, growing up as a child. You know, we went when I was really little, but, you know, we didn't have like a, a consistent uh, church that we'd gone to. Sure. Um, I was I was baptized, of course. I was baptized Lutheran. So, you know, I, I, I sat, I remember in my barracks room thinking like, where do I go? You know, where where do I go? I want to thank God. I want to thank him in his home and church, but, but where where do I go? And so I thought back to that St. Michael medallion that my cousin had gave me. And I thought, ah, I'm going to go to Catholic Church. <laughs> and I had no idea it was called Mass. I just thought it was, you know, Catholic Church. Yeah. So, you know, I, I researched and I found out there was one just a couple of blocks down the way from where my barracks was. So, you know, I left and um, it was raining that day. So I show up and, you know, of course, I'm drenched. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there's this um, there's, there's this nice southern woman there. And she looks at me and she says, are you, are you here for Mass, honey? And I say, uh, no, ma'am, I'm here for Catholic Church. What's mass? And she starts, she starts laughing. <laughs> you know, just, just deep laughter. And uh-huh. she says, oh, you're going to love it. It's a lot like Simon Says. Sit, stand, kneel. And I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, what am I getting into? You know, like, sit, stand, kneel, Simon uh-huh. Says. Like, okay. So, <laughs> so I... So, you know, I, I thank her politely and um and I go what she was amazing. And I and I go in and I sit down in the I sit down in the in the sanctuary, you know, in the in the chapel area and I just remember this this great sense of, of peace coming over me, this this warmth and uh just like feeling like comfortable, you know, and what the greatest feeling that came over me and the one I remember the most was just I felt safe. And that was a feeling I hadn't felt in a long time, which is being there. I felt so safe. Wow, so, that's beautiful. Incredibly safe. Mm. And then, uh, of course, the mass, you know, unfolds and it starts to begin and everything, you know, and um, and, and it was beautiful, you know. Uh, the priest gave the homily, and then after the homily, I remember thinking, you know, like, oh, that that's it, we're done, you know. <laughs> but no, <laughs> uh-huh. no. So you know, that next thing you know, I'm watching people as they're bringing up the gifts. You know, mm-hmm. the father father is preparing the altar, and um, I, I just remember I was intensely focused on what father was doing at the altar. Mm. And, um, you know, mass starts to unfold, and next thing you know, we're all kneeling, you know, before, we're all kneeling together, and father elevates, elevates the host, elevates the Eucharist. And I just remember 
knowing in that moment. It was just this, it was like the, just this profound grace by the Holy Spirit, just truly knowing without, without a doubt, like, that's not bread, that's mm. Jesus. And then, wow. you know, he lifts up the chalice and just, that's not wine, that, that's Jesus. You know, I just remember thinking, like, how is this possible? How is it that my God is here? Like, I know this is God. How is it possible that th- this is this is God? This is here before me, you know? And so it's just like I'm I'm overcome by all of these emotions that I'm taking in, you know, just taking in this moment. And then I remember that we all, uh, you know, next thing you know, we're all standing up and holding hands and saying the Our Father prayer. And while I was overseas in Afghanistan, I would say the Our Father prayer every night before I went to sleep. You know, I'd say it for, for myself and for my brothers, and next thing you know, here I am, saying the Our Father prayer amidst all of these people before God. And so it was very it was very surreal. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're all kneeling again. And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's Stan Neal. And uh, yeah. Father, uh, Father holds up, you know, the Eucharist and says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. And blessed are those called to the Supper of the Lamb. And, of course, the the congregation responds, you know, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And it was in that moment I just burst into tears and cried because that, that was exactly how I felt. And it was just, it was so beautiful. And it was later on, you know, um, as I was talking to my vocations director uh, in uh, in my diocese in Saginaw, and I shared, you know, the, you know, that, that profound conversion experience of that mass with them. He said, you know, Josh, it was a, it was a centurion. It was a soldier who said those words to Jesus in the gospel. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, wow, that, that gives me chills. That wow. Patches, uh, <laughs> that scripture passage, you know, that we yeah. find in Matthew, the centurion at Capernaum has very much been just a, a great treasure trove of grace that I go back to, you know, and, you know, it, I just, and every Mass, when I hear those words again, when I hear everyone, when I hear the words, Behold the Lamb of God, and then we all respond, it, it just it reminds me of that moment of wow. conversion again and again. It's so beautiful. It's like God spoke to you personally. That's just so beautiful. And, um, you know, you made me think when you were talking about the Our Father, um, when you were praying that while serving the, the country in Afghanistan, um, did you? Did you? What other prayers? What, what other ways were you reaching out to, to God in Christ? Were there other ways during that time? Were you thinking about Saint Michael the Archangel? I mean, was the medallion with you? I mean, do you feel like there was other things happening that, in retrospect, you look back and it kind of led you to, the conversion? You know, I mean, there were, um, I mean, the, there were there were several moments, you know, in Afghanistan. Without going into too much detail, but I yeah. remember, you know, like, uh, well with the St. Michael Madonna, like, I wouldn't leave, like, I, of course I had to, but, like, you know, like, every time I got ready to go on a mission, I would always make sure I had my St. Michael Medallion with me. So mm-hmm. I, um, mm-hmm. I carried two things with me in Afghanistan, two two personal things with me every time I went on a mission. One was my St. Michael Medallion that I always kept in my right, my right, my upper right shoulder pocket. And then the other was a, was a picture of uh, my little sister that I always kept in my left breast oh. pocket, so right near my heart. So I always had those two items with me everywhere I went. So it was, you know, I always had, uh, you know, in the way that I was thinking, you know, I always had, you know, I always had God next to me and I always had, you know, home on my heart. That's so, so. beautiful. I love that, Joshua. And and so how has this, when was this? When did you, did you go through RCIA and, and officially become a Catholic or? 
No. So that, that experience happened uh, shortly after my time in Afghanistan. So I think I would have been around 20. Okay. Because uh, I, I turned 20 shortly after coming back. Wow, you were and quite young. That would have happened wow. all. Yeah, I was, I was, a, I was yeah. a boy in yeah. many ways. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was just like after that profound experience, you know, I, of course I had many questions. And um, sure. I, I wanted to be Catholic, but I, you know, I didn't know how to go about becoming Catholic. And then I was in the Army at the time. So it was just there was... There was still a lot going on in my life at that moment, but that that moment of you know profound conversion of you know knowing that that was Jesus is what propelled me, so to speak, into yeah. what came next. So I uh, so I finished my military uh, time. You know, I, I I was given an honorable discharge, and then I went to Saginaw Valley State University. Following that, in here in Michigan, yeah, uh, in the diocese of Saginaw, and um, I went there because my dad at the time was getting out of the Coast Guard same time I was getting out of the army so he was retiring up in Traverse City so I decided I wanted to be near to family so I I decided you know I'm going to go to Saginaw Valley and I went there uh kind of on a family recommendation um so so I went there and it was being at Saginaw Valley that I really started to to enter even more fully into the Catholic faith because there was just uh, an incredible young adult group at Saginaw Valley called uh, St. John Paul II Catholic Ministries. Mm-hmm. And so it was, uh, it was going to Saginaw Valley that I, that I, you know, going to the St. John Paul II Catholic Ministries there at, San, at Saginaw Valley. We call it JP2. And um, just going there and being in that community of just faithful young adults who, you know, were, were seeking Jesus and talking to them and, and sharing my story with them and, you know, just, being encouraged by them, you know, to, to really enter more fully into the faith. So I didn't um, do our, like formal RCIA. I worked with a lay minister. Okay. The, the chaplain set up a, a meeting with a lay minister, and so I worked with him. And then towards the end of the semester, I entered into the church uh, mm. at a, in the Diocese of Saginaw. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your journey now. Uh, so now, now my journey is, um, you know, it's still, it's still ongoing, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, I always say, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, a distinction, uh, in a sort to be made. There was my conversion experience and then there was, um, you know, the, the vocation story that, you know, is a part of it as well. Mm-hmm. You know? So I had this profound moment of conversion and I went to Saginaw Valley, you know, and I still had a lot to heal from, from my time in the army. Mm-hmm. And so it was, um, in, participating in sacramental life of the church, you know, and going to mass and receiving our blessed Lord in the Eucharist and going to confession. And then also, and just living in that life of the church, you know, with these, with these amazing holy men and women at Saginaw Valley and getting to know the church through them, you know, they would take me to their, to their home parishes and they would, you know, introduce me to to parish life there. And uh, the chaplains at Saginaw Valley were just amazing priests and they were, they were very encouraging so it was in it was in getting to know the church more in that way as well, which kind of led to to what came next, which was um, you know this this wonderful call to to discern God's will and um, to discern the priesthood. And mm-hmm. so um, I had two really good friends at Saginaw Valley State University, and um, they they ended up uh, getting married actually, and they asked me to serve their wedding mass. And so, of course, I said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll 100% I'll serve your wedding mass. And so uh, I got to serve their wedding mass. 
and it was during their wedding mass that I remember that um, my my friend, uh, who was marrying his wife at the time, <laughs> both of them are are great friends of mine. I just remember he was he was looking at had his wife to be and just seeing that look of just love in his eyes. You know that that complete self willing to give yourself entirely. You know for the good of another person. You know. Mm and uh watching them marry each other in that moment and just looking at him i thought to myself have i have i ever looked at anyone in this way before jesus have mm-hmm. i ever looked at anyone in this way before and it was in that moment it was just like boom everything clicked i'm like oh my goodness i have and i just remembered that first mass experience that first experience of mass following my deployment to afghanistan and coming to know the true presence the true and real presence of our lord jesus in that moment Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have. And it was in that moment I did. And it was just like the door of my heart just finally opened and God just, you know, said, you know, presented it to me, you know, the priesthood. So and you're so, at Major so, uh, Heart, uh, Sacred Heart Major Seminary right now? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm studying at Sacred, um, Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit. Where are you in your uh, uh, studies right now? So I'm in my second year of theology so okay yep. so you'll be so when, when's year, the plan I, for you to be ordained a deacon and then um so the way it works in the um for for me being that i already have a college degree i do two years of pre-theology and mm-hmm. then i do four years of theology okay and in your fourth year of theology or you are ordained a deacon okay and then so you have a few more years yeah so there's uh so there's still much more to learn, much more to grow in, and it's uh, it's, it's truly amazing. I mean, the Lord has yeah. blessed me in many ways, most especially, you know, um, you know, through the through the diocese of Saginaw and just the, the amazing and wonderful people that are there. Amen. This is a wonderful story. I love conversion stories. This is a very powerful one, and I want to thank you for sharing this with us. And you made me think of I don't know if you know Monsignor Tim Hogan, but he too served in the military. Um, oh. Uh, he's at St. Fabian, uh, uh, and he served in the military for a while in Iraq, stationed in Iraq. He's somebody you should connect with. He's wonderful. He has given stories about his time in the military and homilies, um, and they're beautiful. So maybe you can connect with him. I love him. He's one of my favorites. So, But uh, we have about you know less than a minute left with you here, Joshua. Any last words you want to share with our listeners? Um, you know, just... Uh Nothing nothing really particularly comes to mind other than, you know, it's just um I mean our our our, our blessed Lord is just amazing and he, he is always there in the Eucharist waiting for us, you know, waiting waiting for us to come to him to, to give him all our joys and all of our sorrows in that moment. Yeah. Amen it's, to that. It's, it's truly beautiful. So, you know, when when you go to mass, you know, and you know, just like in my own story, when the when the priest elevates that, you know, you know, that is Jesus right there and you know, he's he wants he wants he wants to be with you in that moment. May we all have that profound understanding when we see the consecration of the Eucharist during Mass. Every time we go to Mass and we receive the Eucharist, reminding ourselves that Jesus is the real presence in that Eucharist. Thank you so much, Joshua, for sharing your testimony and your journey with us here in Epiphany. No, thank you so much, ma'am. So it was it was a great opportunity. Great. I'd love to have you back on. We'll talk with you again as you continue at Sacred Heart Major Seminary. We'll love to hear about your journey. All right. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Joshua Kenneth. Hi. Joining us here on Epiphany.